whenever I was uh, one of the smaller kids, um, probably from about eight years old uh, up until uh, up until I was a, a, a senior in high school, one of the the priests that had the most impact on my life was Father Roby Robichet. And uh, Father Roby, you know, he, he would all been he was kind of like kind of like me, I guess. Most priests would kind of return to the same things over and over again, and he would kind of say and repeat himself very often. And it, it, it was kind of annoying at the time, but looking back, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, it actually makes a lot more, it was actually very helpful because I remembered some of this stuff. And one of the things that he said, even though I don't remember a lot of what he said, I'll confess, I was you know, an average kid. Um, one of the things that he would always say was that Jesus is the word made flesh, not the ear made flesh. That Jesus is the Word made flesh and not the ear made flesh. In other words, that Jesus, God, is here to speak to us and not just to listen to us. I think that's kind of our, our problem very often whenever we go to pray. We're often too busy talking and not spending enough time really listening. Listening to how God is speaking to us listening to how God wants to touch us, listening to God, how God wants to move our hearts. We're too busy talking to, the, to what we think is the ear-made flesh. But the, the problem with that, or the problem at least that I had as a kid and as a, you know, as a younger Catholic hearing my priest say this over and over again, uh, was, okay, fine. So Jesus is the Word made flesh. How come I can't hear him? How come I don't get visions? How come I, he doesn't appear to me you know, with an archangel? How come I don't actually see him? Where is this word? And it, it took me a while to realize, but it actually, over time, I kind of figured it out, um, that there's three ways that Jesus speaks to us, and it's mainly, you could really find them, especially in today's first reading and responsorial psalm. So the first way that the Lord speaks to us is through the word of the Lord. The thing that we say every single mass after we finish the first reading, which is usually a reading from the Old Testament or the second reading. What do we say? We say the word of the Lord. In other words, pretty plainly and pretty clearly, scripture is the primary means of the way God communicates to us. Using the words of Scripture, which is why we as Catholics start off Mass with Scripture. Scripture is the foundation upon which we stand to actually get to know Jesus, to actually get to know God and actually hear what God wants for us. St. Jerome said very wisely that ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. That if we don't know our Bibles, that if we don't know our scripture, then guess what? We don't know Jesus. We don't know that we don't know who Jesus is. That's why it's so important. That's why we get reiterate and read the same readings over and over and over again so that we can recall and so that we can know who Jesus is. But if we're honest, we really look at the Bible, scripture can sometimes be a little fuzzy. It can be a little hard to understand, not easy to digest, not easy to comprehend. And that's the second way that Jesus speaks to us. Jesus speaks to us through priests, through the hierarchy. 
That's what we have here in today's first reading. Samuel hear God, hears God speaking to him, calling him by name. And what does Samuel do? He doesn't go to the tabernacle, which is the presence of God. He goes to the priest. He goes to Eli. And he goes to him three times to where Eli finally gives him the proper direction to say, when you hear God speak, Say the words, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Those words didn't come from the scriptures. I mean, they are now, but they came at the time from the words of the priest. In other words, God doesn't just give us an instruction manual to follow. He gives us an instructor to accompany us with the instruction manual. Because let's face it, a lot of crazy ideas come out of people just reading the Bible without a proper guide. A lot of crazy ideas come out of, out, of, out of people and a lot of heresies emerge whenever somebody just picks up a Bible, goes and hides in their closet and just starts studying away. Weird things come about, let's be honest. All right, Which is why it's so important to look to the priest and look to the church and the tradition of the church to guide us on our interpretation of the scriptures. But then there leaves that final thing. You have the priest. He's looking at Samuel, the last judge of the Old Testament, the last, the last real kind of religious ruler over the nation of Israel, right before the kingdom went to Saul. And the priest looks at Samuel and says, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In other words... The priest directs Samuel to go to the tabernacle and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so what does Samuel do? He does just that. He goes to the tabernacle, says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then if you look at the scriptures, if you pick up your mislet and take a good look at this, nothing is said. There's nothing here. You don't see God actually say, using words, anything. It's silent. And how often is that our experience when we pray? Silence. Where are you, Lord? And we're wondering what is going on. And so that is the third way that Jesus and God speaks. He does not speak using words most of the time. 98% of the time. 99% of the time. But he speaks. He still makes his word known. How through movements in our heart. The movement of our heart. And that's what you see after Samuel says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You see not specific words that God says, but you see the result of Samuel's heart being moved to worship and to live for God. For Samuel grew up the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without defect. In other words, his heart was filled at that moment with the Spirit. So the question is, how do we know if God is filling our hearts? And that's what we need to discern. That's the beauty of the priesthood. That's why we go to the priest for spiritual direction, to show us, hey, is this actually God speaking, or is it the devil? That is an important distinction. So what's the distinction? Whenever God fills our hearts, he's filling it with confidence. 
He's filling it with boldness. He's reminding us that we are not orphans, but we are sons. We are kings. We are servants of the Most High. We are somebody in Him. Outside of Him, we are nothing. We're dirt. But in Him, we're everything. Because of Christ, we have a specific mission to be prophets, to be kings, to be priests, to offer sacrifice and to live for Him. But Satan knows this. And so what's Satan going to do? He is going to move in our hearts the opposite direction. And he is going to start whispering discouragement, sadness, worry, lack of confidence, lack of boldness, lack of strength, weakness. That's how, that's how Satan works. He works in fear. He works in anxiety. He works in sadness. And so what does he do? He whispers those sweet nothings into our ear that leads to ultimately a lack of confidence. That's the difference. Satan will drag us down. God will build us up. So long as we stay true to his word in the scripture and his tradition within our church. That's the beauty of this whole thing and the way Jesus speaks. My friends, it's not just the scriptures. It's not sola scripture. It's not, it's not the scripture alone. It is the scriptures. It's not just the priests alone. I can't just come up here and say whatever I want, and, uh, and then that's the word of God. That's crazy. That's not the case. And it's certainly not just how we feel in our hearts. We might feel a certain way in our hearts, that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean we're accurate. That doesn't mean we're following God. We can be following the evil one. He, he can do he does a very good job of disguising himself. Very good. Excellent job. There's a reason why he's gotten this far. All right? We need all three. We need to be following God in the scriptures. We need to be following God in the words of his hierarchy and his priests and in the teaching, the tradition of the church. But we should never be afraid ever be afraid to go before the Lord in the tabernacle. Go before the Lord in prayer and say these words. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.